There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. We are only on 101.9 High FM, <coughs> here on your radio on a Friday afternoon. Welcome, welcome to our entire radio family, and thank you for making the time, making the opportunity to join us as we learn a little bit of Pasha and a little bit of Allah and kind of get ourselves in a mood set, ready for Shabbos, Kedish Pashas, Lech Lecha, we're ready in the third Pasha of the Shab of the of the <coughs> cycle of Pashas of the year and it it moves it moves quickly. So what are we going to talk about today? Let's talk a little bit about the concept of communication and, and the way the Torah refers because the Pasha starts by Yem Rashem El Avram Hashem said to Avram leave your land your birthplace and your family and go to the land that I'm going to show you. And the, the, the word that the Torah uses for the revelation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to Avram is the word Vayoymer. So it's interesting because a few psukim later, just a few psukim later, it says, Torah says, Vayelech Avram Kasher Diber Elav Hashem. So Avram went as HaKadosh Baruch Hu told him. And there it uses the word Dibor <coughs> as the form of communication. Why? Why the change? Another question is this phrase, and, I mean, why do we have to be told at all? Surely it would have been sufficient to simply say, Vayelach Avram. Avram, Avram went. We know. And Hashem had told him to go, and if he went, it probably was, because Hashem told him so. A few sukkim later, again, there's a seeming redundancy. The Torah says, uh, They went to go to the land of Canaan, and they arrive in Eretz Yisrael. And again, wouldn't have been sufficient to say either, and they arrived in Eretz Yisrael, which would imply that they went to Eretz Yisrael. Because if you arrive somewhere, generally that means that you that you went there. So the Sforna answers the last question that the first the Pasuk is actually coming to emphasize to us that there's a a contrast between Avram and his father, Terach, in kind of in an identical scenario. Because at the end of last week's Pasha, the end of Pasha's Neach, it says that Terach took his entire family and they also set out to go to Eretz Canaan. But there it says they arrived in Choron and they settled there. And that, in fact, is where, where Terach died. Says the Sforna, unlike Terach, Avram set out with the same goal in mind to reach Eretzisrael, but he actually brought his plans to, to fruition. He actually got there. And the contrast between father and son is what the Pasuk emphasizes by saying Avram departed 
to Canaan, and guess what? Not only departed, but not like his father, he actually made it and actually arrived at his at his destination. You know, many of us were inspired, particularly by the Yom Naroim, by the Tisha you went through, but we failed to keep the inspiration going until we reach our our final our final goal. Sometimes we get distracted on the way and we lose kind of focus we lose the enthusiasm for what we're trying to do you know during the time of of tishrei which is the month called yerach ha'esanim which is the month of the of the strong and a different interpretation is what that means one interpretation is that it's a month of that's very very strong in mitzvahs, you have shayfer, tshuva, the halachas of, of Yom Kippur, sukkis, arba minim, hoishanes, lots and lots of mitzvahs, very strong in mitzvahs. Another possible explanation is that, what does it mean description of, of strong? It refers to us. It refers to the, to the yidin who experienced these days of, like, a, a, a accented mitzvah performance. So we have become empowered, we have become strong, we have become inspired to make a new beginning and start the year with with a clean slate. Who's, we have become these esanim, we become these uh, strengthened people to fight and conquer our Yetzirah. That unfortunately was maybe given too much free reign and, and controlled us to a greater or lesser extent during during the previous year. But now that Tishrei is over and the month of Mar Cheshven has begun, so we need to take a, a almost like a, a self rating, take a take an inventory by by measuring. Do we still feel the same strength or you know, have you already become distracted with the other priorities of life and our enthusiasm and, and our convictions for what we're doing have, have waned. The truth is, if we start it, it's also something amazing. Uh, Rav Melech Biederman tells a story, and if I've said the story before on the radio, please stop me if you can. Uh, he tells a story of a, in London, there was someone who, uh, who rented a, a flat and lived there, but never Never bothered to pay, never paid the rent. So eventually the landlord took him to, to court and accosted him and accused him and said, well, well, yeah, that he hasn't paid any, any rent. So the, the judge asks the person, okay, can you explain yourself? Why haven't you paid the rent? Says, what, well, I should pay rent for that flat? You know what that flat is like? You know, when you turn on the cold water, out comes hot water. When you turn out, when you turn on the hot water, who knows what else comes out? And, you know, every single thing that the Rabbani Shalom created in the, in the fifth day of creation is, is, uh, is, uh, living in, in that flat and everywhere on the ceiling is caving in. I could use my lounge as a permanent sukkah because, you know, I can see the sky. Everything describes as being, as being terrible. So he makes a powerful argument. So the judge turns to him and says, Tell me, have you ever paid the rent? So the tenant says, No, I never paid rent. So the judge's 
verdict was that he has to pay back rent to the moment that he moved into the flat. And he explained, said, had you began by paying rent, and then as you know, you'd lived there a few months, you saw all the imperfections, all the problems, all the all the terrible situations that exist in that flat, and you decided because of that to perhaps cut back or cut back to the extreme your payment of rent. Kind of frustrating. I can understand that. But the fact that you never paid rent from the moment you moved in means you never intended to pay rent and therefore you're a miscreant and, and you have to pay, you have to pay the whole thing. So he says, you know, we make Kabbalists, we make undertakings, we make things that we're gonna strengthen ourselves, we're gonna make our davening better, we're gonna, we're gonna come on time to Shul, we're gonna come to, to Shul, we're gonna, we're gonna try to do this, we're gonna try to do that. And we don't always keep it. But did we try to keep it? Did we keep it for one week? Did we keep it for two weeks? If yes, our Kaddish Baruch understands. If we just kind of made a commitment with just to sort of get the Rebbe Islam off our back, then then that. So, so yeah, Ma'acheshven is, is, is the reckoning. Are, are we still inspired by the things we undertook or, or not? So then, uh, uh, you know, how, how do we now perceive the... the, the all the all the dedication, all the effort that we that we put on during during the month of Tishrei. So, perhaps by going back to our first question, we can discover the solution to how to remain inspired. So, what is really the difference between a communication in the form of Amira by Yomer and one that comes in the form of Dibur? So, when we say Amira, so that's as, as Rashi tells us, that's a kind of a cushion. That's a soft kind of approach. It's not so tough. In fact, by, uh, by Matantayr Hashem says, that to the women of Kleisel, one must speak gently. And in contrast, that is the communication of Dibur, which is demanding and, and sometimes even harsh for it, it, it carries with it an expectation of a response of behavior or, or, or some kind of a turnabout, some kind of a, a, a adherence by, by the listener. And that's, that's the difference why when Hashem created the world, He created it ba'asara mamores, ten sayings. In, and that was the world was created as opposed to the, uh, aseris hadibros, the ten commandments. Or, or statements. So regarding the creation of the world, right, that is so miraculous and, and so completely beyond comprehension. Hashem didn't necessarily kind of put his signature out in, in the open where everyone can see it. True. Anyone with a, 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 at all a discerning eye, you know, someone who's sensitive to Ruchnius will have no problem finding Akadish Baruch. However, everyone else will have to search for it. But they too, anyone, can eventually find that Kaddish Baruch Hu through, through the, through the Bria in, in, in what he made. So therefore, those ten sayings, they're not demanding. They don't scream out, kind of grab your attention. You've got to change. You've got to do something. If you can, great. Well, we have to search for it. But they can eventually find it. As, as opposed to, the Aseris Hadibris, where Kaddish Baruch, where Kaisal witnessed 
a gilish shkin, the revelation of Hashem in His full glory. The Ten Commandments from HaKadosh Baruch to Am Yisrael weren't merely just soft statements. They weren't cushy at all. They were dibras. They demand from Klai Yisrael to, to, to react. And the reaction has to be one of, of, of discipline, of, of self-control, of self, of self-change. Tayr is not a walk in the park. It's not a breeze like the Shev Mitzvahs, like the seven fundamental basic mitzvahs that were given to, to all the nations of the world. It demands, it demands a strict set of 613 principles and regulations. There's a whole Shulchan Aruch we have to, we have to study. And even more than that, which envelops a person from the moment he awakens until the moment he, he goes, he goes to sleep at night. If you, right? So that's, so the Dibor demands something. But it goes even a little bit deeper than that. The, the Svasemis says, it's interesting, that, that when the Torah uses the word Vayomer, it's always Vayomer Hashem El. You never say Vayomer Hashem Im. It's always El. When we talk about Dibor, it could be Vayadabra Hashem El or What's the difference? You'll have to hang on for 90 seconds to find out because we're going to take a break first and then we'll conclude this, this segment. This is 101.9 FM, Soul to Soul on the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, we're back on your radio here in Johannesburg on a very nice uh, Friday afternoon. We'd love it to rain a little bit. We need the rain, just as we always do at this point in the show, the important details one needs to know for this coming Shabbos. Candle lighting tonight, the latest time for getting your candles up and burning, is at 11 minutes past 6. We're almost at our sort of summer uh, uh, solstice. Uh, 6.11 is the latest time for lighting the candles. Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at 3 minutes past 7. 7.03 will be the termination time for 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 Shabbos. As you said, Pasha's Lekulcha with the normal the normal haftarah, and just a warm, beautiful kind of kind of Shabbos. So, what's the difference? Why, by dibur, could could uh, it bear uh, the word el or uh, im, while vayoymer is always vayoymer Hashem el el Avram. So, the word el means either to or towards another person, which in a way conveys a distance. I'm speaking towards you. I'm, I'm not really near you. And the, and the speaker and, and the listener aren't necessarily together. The word im means with, which conveys closeness, almost a kind of an intimacy. The distinction between these two usages of el and im so now becomes really, really clear. Because if you have a casual kind of relationship, you know, like kind of a, a, a non-existent one really with the, with another person. So then the tool of communication is always going to be on the level of Amira. 
You can't demand anything from that person. You can't even expect that person to change or to do what you want because yeah, the, 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 the listener doesn't even have a real bond with the, with the speaker. But not with someone who is close to you, like a child or a spouse. When you have an im relationship, one can speak sometimes in a tough tone and expect a turnaround if that is, if that is what is in fact your, your objective. The rest of the world relates to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the way of Asara Mamoras. Hashem waits a long time until, God forbids, the world does so many sins that the kind of the cup of Averis spills over the top. And only then Hashem brings upon them the punishment which, which they deserve. But our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, our relationship is, is intimate. As we are called, Bini B'choyer Yisrael. We are Kaddish Baruch We're close to Hashem. In such a relationship, HaKadosh Baruch has great expectations from His children, as uh, as He calls them. You know, it's, uh, we're, we're called the B'chor. Here we find that, that if you take the words, Dibur, so the, uh, the, the, gematria, the gematria of the word Dibur is 222, and much of the word Bukhar without the Vav is also the same. In other words, to, to enable a kind of a, a deep and intimate relationship for us to bond with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, one has to be willing to sacrifice. One has to be willing to give up for the other person in, in, in the relationship. So let's go back, back to the Pesukim where we started. Hashem in Avram's first test used the communication of Amira. It's not such a demanding nature. After all, it's not easy just to pick up your family and possessions and move away from your homeland and move away from your parents on sort of the drop of a, of a hat. It's even more challenging. <laughs> not, even, not even being told where your future home is going to be. What's your destination? Shem thought, let me soften the blow. Let me cushion it by adding this, you know, all the incredible perks that Hashem uh, uh, added that you're going to, you're going to uh, 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 have a child when you're a hundred years old, even though you're being, you're being your child is now, that you're going to have a great, great, uh, great wealth, and, and that you're going to become a, a, a great name for yourself, and you're going to be able to attract uh, 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 all kinds of newcomers into the into the religion. However, Avram didn't didn't want a soft kind of cushioned, comfortable relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but rather one that demanded from him the kind of self-sacrifice in order for the relationship to attain the level <clears throat> and the depth of being an intimate relationship. And therefore the Apostle testifies this by saying, Vayelach Avram diber a love, a love Hashem. That, that, that when Avram, when Avram went, he had this, it was as if he had a communication of, of debor, of demand and expectation. Avram removed all these perks from his heart. He wasn't going because he wanted children or he wanted the wealth or he wanted the fame. He went without any self-interest or gain at all. He uprooted himself and his family only with the intention 
Kashadiber Elav Hashem. He went because HaKadosh Baruch Hu commanded it from him. And I'm ready to sacrifice for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, irrelevant of whatever the perks, whatever the perks, uh, what the perks are. And then included in this Torah's description of his going is the fact that Avram responded, I don't need, I don't need all the extras, I don't need all the perks to demonstrate that that uh, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, 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 is a Baches of HaKadosh Baruch Hu so, is so compassionate and, and, and that he's going to compensate me for all the losses on the account of, of traveling, right? Even, even the, 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 the Dibur of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, is so full of compassion. Kashe Dibur love Hashem. Hashem is always Midas, Midas Aracham. He went understanding that, that, uh, that, uh, it was the love of Hakadosh Baruch Hu that was motivating, motivating, motivating this, and therefore, Vayetzu lalechas Arzakanan vayovoyu. They came to Eretz Canaan not because that was the place they they needed to go to to get the things. They came there because that's where Avram understood he was going to be able to grow. That's the place where he was going to be able to foster and develop a real a real relationship with with the Rebbeinu Shlomo, and that's so so important if you want to. If you want to force the spiritual growth, if you want to continue what we began in Tishrei, we need a, a, a Dibur relationship with our Kodesh Baruch. We need to understand that Yiddishkeit is demanding. Y- yes, Yiddishkeit is not easy. It's not three days. It's not just a little bit. It's day in, day out. It's every mitzvah. It's every tefillah. It's every time you have an opportunity to learn. It's tough. It's demanding. It's, it's sometimes excruciating. But that is what gets us the relationship of deber im, of coming close, of coming, of coming intimate, of being one with our Kaddish Baruch and be able to really realize all our desires, all our wants, all the things we, we crave and so much asked for on, on, on Rosh Hashanah and Kippur will be ours to keep and will be ours to develop to the, to the best of our, of our, uh, ability. We're, we're just finishing up the area of the regular malachas of, of, of the, of Yom Tov, and we'll come back and do that in a moment. We're gonna go take a, an ad break, so don't run away, stay with us. This is Soul to Soul on 101.9 High FM. There are 39 milachot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, we're back on the radio here in Johannesburg. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being part of our show. We're talking about just quickly some of the malachas and their relevance to Yontov. So we mentioned very last week, I think, that sowing, which of course is one of the things forbidden on, on, uh, on, on Shabbos, would, or, or tearing, those of course would be forbidden on on uh, Yontov, just like Shabbos, unless they're necessary for food. Let's say I want to stuff a chicken or something like that, and I want to kind of baste it, uh, 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 sew it together so that uh, it's kind of the stuffing stays in. So I'm allowed to do that because, so first of all, it's it's, it's temporary, and and secondly, it's for the preparation of uh, of of uh, food. And Shabbos will be also. Uh, for the Rabbanon, but on, on Yontif, it's allowed in order to prepare food like any other preparations of, uh, of, uh, of food which couldn't be done on Erev Yontif. However, the, 
I can't, let's say, cut a a thread and and put it through the eye of a needle since that could have been done on uh, on Erevyontiv. And once obviously you finish sewing up the chicken, so I can there and I can cut the threads that's uh, left over, and that that's all right because since again you have no intention of using that threads, so there's no iser to cut it. Also, what we usually do is we take a uh, a a existing flame and cut it that way rather than with a with a uh, a scissors. Uh, let's say writing writing is forbidden on Yom Tov in the same way as it is on on Shabbos. In other words, you can't uh, you can't write a recipe uh, even to prepare food because that uh, that writing a recipe isn't the actual preparation of the food it uh, itself and even temporary. Writing is forbidden as a rabbinic, as a rabbinic prohibition, as it would be on on Shabbos, and therefore, even on Yom Tov, you can't uh, make a birthday cake with letters on it, you know, using uh, sweets or, or, or cream or something like that, or, or draw a picture on on a cake. Nor are you allowed to cut through the letters or the pictures that are on a cake, but to cut in between the letters that would be. Uh, a permissible, or I can certainly eat a piece of cake that has letters or pictures on it. Because again, since I'm busy at that point with the actual act of eating, so that's not considered a raising while I actually eat uh, eat something. Uh, and obviously, if uh, the icing is of the same material as the cake itself, then uh, you know, like let's say. Uh, uh, your tea biscuits, where the writing is actually etched into the uh, into the uh, biscuit, and uh, so that that is, and obviously, uh, you know, they are they are that that writing is is not considered to be important at all. I'm allowed to cut them, crumb them, eat them, whatever whatever I want. So I want to say that it's also on Shabbos to open packages of of food that if I'm going to cause letters. To be or pictures to be to be torn, but uh, you know only when there's a, a reasonable chance that the letters or the or the pictures won't tear, then you would be allowed to open them. However, some say that on Yontif this is not forbidden at all because you're not actually erasing the letters at all. All you're doing is separating one part of it from the from one to the other. And uh, certainly, one should be machmir, and uh, and not and not and not to it. But when there's no other way, let's say, to tear open the packaging without tearing the letters, so then one could be lenient and be allowed to do that, since you have no desire and that's not your intention at all to to erase. Uh, uh, and therefore, whatever happens is actually an act of destruction, not a creative act, and therefore not. Not uh, uh, forbidden. Uh, you cannot measure anything on Yantif unless it's necessary for a mitzvah. It's the same as on 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 Shabbos because that's a weekday uh, activity, and therefore I can't even measure on on Yantif. Let's say uh, if I'm making a cake, I can't accurately measure how much flour I'm going to I'm going to put in or or whatever other foods that I'm going to put other ingredients I'm going to put into a food because that is again that measuring 
is not considered necessary for the preparation of of the of the food, but let's say where the actual measurement is necessary for the actual uh, uh, preparation of the of the of the let's say by spices where you need to be very very uh, uh, exact. So then you could then you could uh, measure that that would be permitted altogether. Okay, I'm being told that it's time to end up as somehow it always is every single week. So I just need to really take the opportunity to thank everyone for making time on your busy Friday. And even though the Fridays are getting longer, they're still very, very busy. There's some mathematical theory that's called the Erev Shabbos theory. That's the work that needs to be done expands to meet the available, the available time. So I'm just going to take the opportunity to wish all of you an outstanding, amazing Shabbos. And we should all have our own Lech Lecha or our own you know, moving away from things that sometimes are easy for us, that are that are our comfort zone, and grow. You know, we've got the Shabbos project coming up next week, as you've been hearing in the in in the adverts, and and that's that's a debor, that's that's a communication that says, come, let's grow, let's take on more, let's keep Shabbos a little bit better, let's keep Shabbos a little more efficiently, a little bit more correctly according to Allah. Let's undertake to learn some of the halachas and and become more aware and more more kind of. Uh, you know, knowledgeable about what Shabbos is, is really, is really all about. And that's what life is. Life is about growth. Life is about learning. Life is about coming closer and closer to, to our Kodesh Baruch. So keep on listening to Soul to Soul every Monday to Friday from 1 to 3. You have amazing, amazing Torah opportunities to grow and develop yourself and your knowledge and your understanding and, and, and the depth of, of closeness to our Kodesh Baruch. Keep learning. Keep growing. Keep spending time with your wonderful family and each and every one of you. A good chance.